0: I think another thing too that I'm pretty proud of is the culture that we've created. I think for us, that's so, so important. And I'm sure everybody says that, that culture is important to them as well, but it's something that we're always trying to evolve and get better at. Welcome to the Happy Clients Podcast, brought to you by DOT and Company. Whether you're a virtual assistant, an agency owner, or a client-facing account manager, we all deal with clients. Lucky for you, client management is what we do best. Now, let's dig in, chat cam
1: life, and have some fun along the way. Cheers to happy clients. Adam, we would love to hear about yourself, White Rabbit Group, and everything, web dev, apps, whatever you want to share with us.
0: Yeah, well, sounds good. I think probably a great place to start is um, kind of my journey and how I got into this sort of like industry, because it sort of dovetails nicely into kind of our partner model. So I had another agency before White Rabbit. It was called WebSauce. Um, it it still exists. And I was primarily a designer, so I was always doing the design. Was also very frustrated with my PM, uh, structuring. So I wish I would have known about you guys a long time ago, (laughs) but I, I made it work. I had a small team, um, and our primary focus was design, but we weren't technical that was something I just wasn't interested in. I always planned on outsourcing that. And I heard a long time ago about Upwork. And back then it was Odesk and all these different outsourcing companies. And I must have gone through over a dozen different development companies over the years. It was a super frustrating experience for me. I tried teams in India. I tried teams in Eastern Europe. I tried teams in South America. I tried US teams. And something always went wrong. Either the the communication wasn't good with the PM or with the developer. However, their structure was set up or timelines were missed. Or I think the most frustrating one for me was not matching the designs. As a designer, you spend all this time and energy. I mean, you pour your heart and soul into a design. Every good designer knows that. And then you hand it off to the developer and then three weeks later, or a month later, you get it back and it doesn't match. And it's almost like it was just kind of pieced together. Like they just didn't mm-hmm. care. And it sort of hurts your heart after a while. And uh, and then on top of that, if they're late or if the deliverables don't match, it can create a really bad experience for your client. Be mindful of the timeline here. You can have a great experience at the beginning from the PM side, from the strategy to the creative, but then when you deliver a, a web project and it doesn't match the designs or it wasn't on time or it's not QA'd properly, uh, it kind of negates all that experience that they had before. So I tried company after company. And eventually, White Rabbit uh, reached out to me. They just sent me a cold email, actually. Uh, it was a personalized email. <laughs> they that. said, hey, I you know, really like your agency. I like this case study. And uh, after about a year of talking with them, I finally said, okay, I'll, I'll give you a project. And uh, I never hired another developer after that.
1: Oh my God. Uh, Long-term gain. Good for them.
0: I know. I know. And, and, and then after a while, um, it made sense. They were at the time just developers, so they didn't have any uh, designers in-house at all, which fit their model because they were mostly partnering with, with other creatives. Mm -hmm. Uh, but there was still like a supplemental need there either for their own internal design stuff, or sometimes the partners just wanted us to make a few design adjustments. So, um, I talked with them and they ended up acquiring my agency and I joined as a, as a partner. Um, so I'm our creative director now. And, uh, awesome. and since then we've grown from, at least a few years ago. We've, I think we we're around 20 employees and now we're almost 90. Um, wow. almost entirely word of mouth and yeah, it's, it's, been pretty great. So, um, so yeah, so I'm really passionate about what we do. Cause I, I just know the pain points so well. And, uh, and our focus is on really empowering creatives, you know, to, to be able to just kind of whatever they j- want to dream up for their clients or whatever their clients want, uh, there's no limitations there. They have us really, you know, you know, having their back and, uh, and has a, a, trusted team that can scale with them as they continue to grow. And I've seen that time and time again, our agencies will, you know, they grow, uh, alongside us and, uh, it's really cool. Um, mm-hmm. and. Can be quite profitable for them too so
2: yeah i love that and it, it's similar to what we do in the sense where it's focus on what you're good at and then hire your weaknesses or like right. you know we all know how hard it is to hire people and for agencies to go and try and find all these developers like you guys have that would take so much time and effort and energy and so that's awesome i right. love i love your model that sounds awesome so when it comes to agency partnerships what are most of the agencies looking for when they come to you guys
0: well um sometimes they it's all about timing so you know when they either we talk to them ahead of time because they're being proactive and they know that things can come up and they want to just have the relationship there uh more often what happens is we get a call and they say hey current development team is not working out or You know, we're done with designs and we need to get this going and they have a hard deadline. Um, so it's not uncommon for us to, our first relationship requiring us to kind of be the heroes, you know, Mm -hmm. and save the day, which is, is fun for us. You know, we're used to those kind of fiery situations and trying to make it work. Through that experience, it can create a lot of trust and a good start to the relationship. But then we try to say, Hey, let's do it the right way moving forward and, you know, plan it properly. So yeah, it usually starts off with a smaller project as well. That's another thing is, you know, I just think it's a lot of responsibility that an agency is giving us. I understand that. And I think it's just for more peace of mind for them. Let's start with something small. It's like dating before you get married, so to speak. You know, we have a 92% retention rate. um, So I just kind of rely on that and the service that we provide. So if you like us on this small project, then let's do bigger things after that.
1: And what does that agency look like, Adam? Like, what are their pain points that you speak to? What are the problems that you're solving for them?
0: Yeah, it's, um, a lot of it has to do with the pain points I mentioned earlier, which is the transparency and the communication is a big, big one. I mean, naturally, designers and developers are different people. They're different beasts. They have different ways they communicate. You know, it's sort of like an architect and an engineer, right? They think about things differently. And so... It's very easy for there to be communication challenges in the day-to-day. So that's why we have a a project manager in between there, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure you guys understand the importance of that. And we try our best to team them up with someone who is technical and skilled in whatever, you know, tech stack that they're needing for the project. But we also wanna find someone that's that's flexible enough to be with them long-term, because we want them to build that personal relationship with that Mm -hmm. project manager. My opinion, this is one of the most important roles in our company. Uh, I mean, every role is, is important and plays its part. But the technical project manager is unique because I haven't really seen it done in the way that we do it, where they're extremely flexible. They can jump into their project management software, whatever that is, whether it's Asana, Teamwork, whatever, Monday. And they can even create an internal email address for us. So if they want us to communicate with their clients on their behalf, we can do that. So it's highly, highly integrated. And we also have a dedicated estimate team you know cuz some of these agencies they're getting RFPs left and right they have mm-hmm. ideas on a cocktail napkin like they're just trying to close deals so they need a team you know if, if they were to come to us every time and we were to say sorry that's you know we're going to have to charge you a couple hours to provide an estimate for that or something um it would get pretty tiresome so we have a dedicated estimate team that we don't charge for and in most cases we can provide a detailed spreadsheet estimate breakdown within 24 to 48 hours So they're constantly updated it with these estimates so they can communicate properly to their clients, close more deals. They have that technical project manager alongside them to communicate things to their client if they would like. And then when a project starts, on any given web project, there might be a front-end developer, a back-end developer, uh, lead architect, DevOps um, for kind of site migration and security. We have a compliance team. We have a dedicated QA team, which is huge. So there's so many different people that come into play and all that gets funneled through that PM. So they only have to work with that one person and we're very transparent about our hours, we track everything to the minute. Yeah, I think that's what creates that long-term kind of partnership. So I Mm -hmm. sort of answered more than your question there, but (laughs) that's awesome. the pain points usually are around the communication, which again, the PM really solves. We have a dedicated QA team so that things match the designs very, very detailed process. So we actually hit our timelines and we're very transparent about that as well. If something does come up.
2: Mm -hmm. And so what size agencies are you working with, or is it kind of all across the board?
0: It is across the board. Yeah, it really is. Some agencies, they're one, two man shops, and they just want to have a reliable partner when that project comes up once a year. Mm -hmm. When that web project comes up once a year, we also work with some, you know, really large agencies. Uh, one agency that we work with just got acquired by Accenture, um, which is pretty exciting to see. Um, I think we'll no longer be working with them, actually, just because <laughs> they have everything they need now. But, uh, But that was cool to be able to work with them and see that growth. I would say our sweet spot, though, is probably like 10 to 50 employees, somewhere in that range where, you know, they're established enough, where they're getting you know, quality projects, because I, I wouldn't say we're meant for every agency, if an agency is just trying to churn out like a real templated type of website, um, mm-hmm. we're probably not the best for that. It's kind of like hiring a, you know, Ferrari, if, if you just need a Ford, you know, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if they're doing custom development work, custom design work, and they're in that sweet spot of like 10 to 50 employees, they don't have a large development team in house. And they want to be able to have a full stack team and let's trust trusted. And they also want to be able to make a profit. Our partners are, are charging their clients, you know, either per hour or on a fixed price budget. And so if they're hiring a, a US development team, you know, they're probably either not making any money or they're losing money on that because mm-hmm. developers are expensive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And so, you know, if they're trying to go to, to these other countries and try to source it, you know, they can have a lower hourly rate. Um, but again, you deal with all the problems that I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. And so with our model, it's kind of a blended rate. Um, so they can actually mark that up, still make a profit and have an even more reliable partner than they would if they were to desire U.S. company.
1: Mm-hmm. Totally, There's so many wins in that too, Adam. Like, I really love that idea of the estimate too. You know, we're always talking about how, when we speak with the agency owners, sort of that scope of work and. Is it this? Is it not this? When, you know, when do they do this? And like sort of having that totally transparent is such a great idea. Yeah. And I think it kind of leads me to think about the other side of things, flipping the script over here. How do you get these really key players on your team? You know, where's the talent coming from and how do you kind of get those really awesome? We call them unicorns, maybe rock stars, whatever your word is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. Definitely not going to tell you, otherwise you are going <laughs> to steal them all. No, I. Uh, don't no, worry. I, we I don't, don't
1: need developers.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, a, a lot of it's Let me good.
1: grab my pen, Adam. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's very challenging. You know, I'm not too involved on the recruitment side of our business, so I'm not going to have a lot of the juicy insights that I'm sure other team members would have, but I can tell you that we go through a lot of candidates. Our team is spread out across three different major time zones, so we have team mostly on the west coast which is where most of our technical project managers are uh, our co-founder uh, ablash manages our india location and then we also have uh, uh, bogota columbia which we opened up uh, gosh a few years ago now so we have different recruitment strategies for each of those locations mm-hmm. uh, we have two recruiters in our india location and then we have um, an outside recruiter in Colombia and as well as the united states so yeah, it's about kind of finding the right recruiter for us. Of
1: course, there's secret sauce to every agency, but I guess what I was trying to get at is that these people are super. You know, they kind of go through your checklist and they're checking everything. Mm. They're right for the job. They have a lot of experience. Like these they're, are sort of those yeah. unicorns that we're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah. We go through what we call the gauntlet. So mm. um, where we we actually have them do real world uh, exercises in front of us in real time. And there's a lot of people on those calls too. So it can be a little bit uh, high pressure. Yeah. And uh, I think that reveals a lot about someone, how they can handle the pressure. So that's one of the things that I know helps us. But yeah, it, we totally. do have to go through a lot of people to find the those unicorns.
1: Yeah. And contributes to the overall success too, right? Like these people are invested. They're really like committed to the projects. Like that's so amazing to have those. I'll say it again, those unicorns on your team for sure.
0: Well, yeah. And I I think another thing too, that I'm pretty proud of is the culture that we've created. I think for us, that's so, so important. And I'm sure everybody says that, that, you know, culture is important to them as well, but it's something that we're always trying to evolve and get better at. You know, we used to be in person and now we've gone remote. Mm -hmm. And so, but we're doing things to try to bring that connection in there. You know, on our Slack channels, we started something called a monthly challenge topic, the fun monthly topic. And Um, they're basically different challenges, uh, different contests that people will do and and they all submit their entries each month. And then there's a, rating at the end where people can (laughs) submit their favorite submissions on there. And then there's prizes that get offered and they're pretty cool prizes. And I can go much deeper into that, but there's a lot of fun things that we do to stay connected. Um, we also just flew everyone in the company out to, um, a resort in Bali. We took over the entire resort, um, for a week and got together and got to actually meet everybody in all the different locations, um, which was an amazing experience. In fact, we even closed the company for that week as well. We let our clients know, you know, many months ahead of time um, to make it happen. And uh, it was just an incredible experience for us and brought us closer together. So I I think that, that helps.
1: So that's really awesome. And for sure that would waterfall into like their quality of work and people kind of really excited to get up and start, working um and kind of doing the white rabbit group really awesome work so with all that um kind of in mind different agencies what makes you so passionate adam what do you love about the day today the creative director role
0: yeah uh well i you know as a partner i wear a few different hats i I manage our design team. Um, I also manage our business development and our marketing. So um, those are areas that I'm pretty passionate about because, Mm -hmm. again, I know the value that we offer and I'm pretty anxious to share it with the world and and other agency owners that are experiencing any sort of frustration or inadequacy around their development deliverables with clients. And uh, yeah, and then on the design side, I will always love design. And uh, so that's near and dear to my heart. And so I like to stay close to that. And then on top of that, just working with cool people that I enjoy to work with and, uh, and collaborate with. So
2: fun. I want to ask about, and we can kind of piece this in to the podcast, but I want to yeah. learn more about the app side of things. So that we and- work with a lot of different agency owners of all different sizes, all different you know, unique industries. Very rarely do we come across app development. So this could be a really Mm. cool opportunity for agencies to almost tack on for their clients or, you know, offer this. Can you kind of fill us in on who uses apps, why, what they're for, you know, what the process looks like?
0: Totally, yeah, and uh, a lot of times it starts off with some sort of discovery process to figure out what app that they need. So oftentimes if it's the start of a venture, I am a big fan of of looking at the web to start, because if you're going to go, like, say, native, if you're going to go, like, with an iOS or Android app, that could be a little bit more expensive. And there are benefits to going native. You know, it can be a much smoother process. But I would also say that, you know, progressive web apps on the internet are getting really good. Like, the technology has improved over the years. And so if you're looking for a place to um, kind of validate a concept, validate an idea, Um, if it's something kind of innovative like that, Austin, I think a lot of people can do fine just starting with a web app and kind of proving out the concept. Um, and that's something is quite common for us. Um, so progressive web apps are really exciting. They're really fun. We love to be a part of those. We love kind of the complex problems to solve. If they do want to go the native route. Yeah, we have those capabilities so they can, you know, if they want to do iOS or Android or hybrid, um, we can do that as well. And they're great. Uh, I, I would say apps make up probably a quarter of our business. they're fun to work on. and and most people are intimidated by them. I do think that a lot of agencies go, oh, that's not us, which is something I you know I recommend to agency owners if they're not familiar with us or even if they are, and they're just still a little bit scared, um, you know, bring us into the conversation. You know I mean, some of our agencies are are making quite a bit of money off the profit of tacking us on. Um, to their services and working with their clients, and uh, and the clients are very happy about that experience. And meanwhile, the agency owner has a trusted partner, so it's a really a win-win-win. And uh, I'm a big fan of open communication and seeing where we can help. So bring us in, I say, as, as early as possible, so we can advise whether it's starting off with a progressive web app or if it's bringing us into you know do a full native build.
2: I love it. Cool. So for agency owners who are looking for help, they're saying, all this sounds great. I'd rather partner with a team like you guys. Where should people go? How can they learn more about working with you guys, partnering with you guys? Kind of fill us in.
0: Yeah, our website, uh, whiterabbit.group. And there's a button right there in the hero section called Let's Talk. And then there's uh, two calendar links, one for myself and one for our business development. Uh, lead as well, so they can speak with me or or Mark on our team, and uh, happy to just learn more about their agency and, and where we might be able to help. I think it all starts with uh, a conversation.
1: And how many times do people come to you thinking they need one thing, but don't end up getting that at all?
0: Uh, yeah, it, it's pretty common. <laughs> it's yeah, it's common. It depends on the type of project. You know, if it's a simple marketing website, those tend to be pretty straightforward. Um, But we also do e-commerce. But yeah, if you start getting into kind of the custom, real boundary pushing, you know, ideas, then yeah, going through that discovery process is really necessary and things can change quite a bit.
1: Totally. I can imagine that would be me clicking on those links. I'd be like, I think I need this, but steering (laughs) me in the right direction. So definitely go check out White Rabbit Group. Talk to Adam, talk to Mark, talk to them both. Um everything will be linked in this podcast description. Thanks so much, Adam.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. Shit it. Cheers to happy clients.